0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode I have a topic I want to dive into and that topic is five reasons why you're struggling to change your body in your 30s and 40s. And I may change this to five and a half, six, because I feel like one of them go together, but I did want to uh, hit on it. But before I do that, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you are sick of just focusing on weight loss, and instead want a body recap, then my one-on-one online coaching program is for you. I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recap training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one or two bottlenecks that we figure out that are, that are uh, outside of the training and nutrition protocol that are keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see. So if you're interested in learning more, you can reach out on Instagram or uh, you can fill out the link in the show notes and we can continue that conversation there. If you are interested in full in coaching, I do one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan for the next couple months for you. Lastly, if you want to learn more about uh, Body Recomp, I have my 75-minute masterclass on Body Recomp, what it is, how to do it, and you can find the link to that in the show notes. Next, if you like my content and you want to see more content from day to day and or interact with me, follow me on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. And that's where I'm most active and sharing most content. And it's easiest to access any questions you have there. And then lastly, if you found this podcast, to be helpful in any way if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find uh, this podcast. So, uh, Appreciate everybody who listens. So, what I want to talk about today is if you're, are you struggling to change your body in your 30s and 40s? Right? Do you have this mindset of, oh, I'm 30 now, I'm in my mid 30s, I'm in my 40s. You know what? I just can't. It's I'm past my prime now. This is what it is. This is just how life is now. And I'm gonna just continue to get in worse shape because I'm older. I have a lot of stuff going on. If that's the case, then this episode is for you, right? So, if you've tried multiple times to lose weight in the past few years without success, then you need to ignore that um, aspect of it. But Again, what we're going to do is I want to talk about you struggling in your 30s and 40s. And and again, I think it comes to a mindset aspect of it, right? I feel like a lot of people think it's just too late and they can't make any changes. And that's far from the truth. I actually did an episode. Let me pause this real quick and go back and so I can reference this old podcast episode so in episode 301, I go over why it's crucial to get and stay in shape in your 30s and beyond. So I would definitely go and listen to that as that will be a nice kind of thing to build off of this either. You can listen to it, you can listen to this now, and then listen to that afterwards. I think they go hand in hand. So again, I want to go over the reasons. First reason you're struggling is just low overall activity levels, right? A lot of people push hard for an hour a day during their workout, but then mostly are sedentary the rest of the day. Or... Again, they just have a job that it's it's just sedentary. You don't have to go and, and move very much. So those would be the two big things there. Like you see somebody that does, maybe they do like a group class or a weight training session for the day, and they're like, okay, that's my workout for the day. I'm good to go. But it's like the amount of movement you get in that is not very much for the entire day, right? So we need to make sure we increase that overall movement um, throughout the day. My thoughts on this have changed a little bit recently, right? And this is kind of, This is where I went like. Uh, When I initially talked about, uh, I have five, six, maybe five and a half um, reasons here. And the reason I wanted to, uh, the the one that I wanted to change was this one. So I do still think I still like to have clients aim for a step goal um, because I think that getting that low impact movement, I think walking can be great from that low impact, uh, can help with recovery. Um, It can also just help you just get into a, a like relaxed state. You can do it throughout the day and there's a lot of benefits of it, right? So making sure that overall activity level is there and making sure that some of that activity is, is low intensity. But one thing that I've changed my mind on recently is doing a little bit more cardio in the form of zone two type cardio, right? Where you're... Uh, the, the, your heart rate is a little bit higher than it would be through walking. And this is obviously going to depend on your f- current fitness level, but you're, by doing this cardio, this zone two cardio, you're going to get specific benefits, adaptations that you're not going to get from walking, but then also that you're not going to get from like weight training, right? So think of it as what are our main core uh, tenants going to be here? It's going to be weight training. It's going to be just making sure your overall movement is there. That's going to get you 90 95% of overall health and you're going to improve your health body composition by doing that but we can add a little bit more in by doing some zone 2 cardio and that's going to help you recover better um, it's going to help with your overall endurance it's going to give you a nice endurance base and this is going to have a lot of trickle down effects in terms of heart health mitochondrial health i think just re- again recovery in between sets so it's probably a good idea to incorporate 2 to 3 days one to three days, I would say to start of this like zone two, where you do 45 to 60 minutes of this lower intensity type steady state cardio, right? You can do running, you could do the bike, you can do the salt bike. There's many different things you can use. Just try not to change it up too often, but you can definitely change the modality that you use and just realize whatever modality you use, if it's something that you haven't done for a while and you're not efficient at it, your heart rate's going to be a lot higher. And so what I mean by that is if you do running and you haven't ran for a long time, what you would think is easy is probably going to get your heart rate a little bit higher than what you think because you're not an efficient runner. As you get better at that, these things are going to change, right? So just keep that in mind. But I really think that incorporating this into your training is going to be super beneficial from an energy expenditure standpoint. It's actually going to help with recovery. And that was where I have changed my mind the most on. I felt like any type of steady state was not going to be great from a recovery standpoint, but the zone two type training is really beneficial from that recovery standpoint. That's why we want to incorporate it, right? So I would say those two things and we can group these two into one. And that's why I came up with five and a half. Increase your overall activity levels and then try to get one to three days of like zone two type cardio in to your training to help with energy expenditure, but all the other things that I mentioned earlier, heart health, et cetera. And again, like I said, if we go back to the step talk, the great thing with steps is you can combine it with other things, errands, spouse, partner, um, family, work around the house, et cetera. So that's the first thing we need to make sure that our activity levels are Higher. This is where people are like, I used to be in great shape, but you used to move a lot more as well, too, right? Now you have a desk job, you don't get to move as much. Increase those overall activity levels. I think if you could do one, if you're somebody that say you track your steps for uh, a week and your average is like three to four thousand, you would see such drastic benefits from trying to get eight thousand, nine thousand steps. And even if you try to get six, seven thousand, and you incorporate it one or two zone two sessions, you'd be super like your things would start moving forward right then and there. Number two. Another reason why you're struggling here and what you need to do is poor stress management methods slash high overall stress load, right? So in your 30s and 40s, you you have stress from work, family, and other responsibilities just increase during this period of time, right? Whereas you think back to your 20s, if you had to do some schoolwork, maybe you had a part-time job, it's like the rest of the time you could just didn't have much stress, right? You didn't really care too much about what was going on. And, but now you have all these stressors. Maybe your parents are getting older. You got to take care of them. Family members are getting older, et cetera. And you just have a lot of extra stuff on your plate that you didn't have then. And that's going to cut into your recovery capabilities, right? So it's like, you can't do as much now, without focusing on like improving your recovery aspect, right? If you keep, if you're trying to do too much on top of that, you're going to see some diminishing returns there. So again, it comes down to just more stress load overall, just from extra things, but then also how people go about relieving that stress, right? A lot of times I feel like in thirties and forties, people relieve their stress by either working out super intensely. And that's, That can help with stress, but it's also going to be another stressor on the body. So that can't be like our only form of like stress mitigation is exercising, right? Walking like low impact like that can be a form, but any exercise that gets your heart rate up and is intense weight training, like- That's probably not gonna be the greatest stress reliever. But also in terms of managing stress, alcohol is another big one as you get into your 30s and 40s. Like people, hey, I'm gonna have a couple drinks at night, that's gonna help relieve my stress. But again, that's gonna impact sleep. And so that's this trickle-down effect. So people aren't great at mitigating stress. And then maybe they partake and they watch a lot of news or they watch things that get them riled up on social media. And again, these are just things that are going to hurt that the stress management aspect. So focus on improving stress management methods and reducing overall stress load, right? So avoid. Avoiding excessive training days and slash long periods of restricting food. That's another thing too, right? People's like, they have all this stress going on, they're drinking alcohol, uh, et cetera. And then it's, oh, I'm going to go lose weight. So then they restrict food they, on, and they try to also do a ton of exercise on top of a high stress load. And it's just going to be really hard to stick with that at that point. So avoid relying on unhealthy coping mechanisms like excessive alcohol consumption and late nights, right? I think they go hand in hand, but also like staying up super late, watching TV, stuff like that. Again, not a great way to cope with stress. I'm not saying don't watch TV ever, but if it starts to factor into your uh, sleep, that's going to be a a negative there. And this is one of those things that I talked about in the initial, when I talked about the coaching, like that we work on with clients. It's not just your training program that we need to focus on. That is important, but it's also what are we doing from a lifestyle standpoint? This is going to be super important and diving into this and and teaching people how to have their training match their recovery is key, right? Because it's everybody wants to come in and train five, six days a week, but they don't have their recovery capacity for that they have these high stress loads with poor with not good ways to reduce that stress right and again here's the thing like this does, this isn't me saying you need to aim for a stress-free life that's not feasible it's again finding healthy ways to cope with that stress uh, that's key so number three, this is going to go off of it against sleep. I get it. Sleep is tough to come by in these years. You have kids. It's going to be really hard to get as good of sleep again, as you did when you were in your twenties, right? And you needed a little bit more. Again, in your twenties, you got a couple bad nights of sleep. It didn't really impact anything. As you get older, it, you, you really do start to notice it impact a lot of different things, uh, your day-to-day decision-making, hunger and cravings. Again, just how you feel overall. So we want to make sure sleep's in a good spot. And I get it, it's tough, but you do need to prioritize it as often as you can. This doesn't mean that cut out all things that you enjoy in your life life to get a couple extra hours of sleep. It's, But you do need to start to prioritize it, right? If it's 12 o'clock in the morning and if you're still watching TV, you're playing video games, hey, probably time to cut that off now and, and trying to get to bed versus staying up later to play a little bit more video games or watching a little bit more TV. So again, it's just prioritizing it really when you can and as often as you can. And also think about trying to work on sleep quality versus how many hours you're sleeping, right? So like really working on that period of time before bed can be key to get you in a relaxed state. So that's a great time to work on stress management uh, techniques, things that lower stress levels, you know, avoiding caffeine as late into the day as possible, you know, keeping your room cool, keeping a fan on if if you like that white noise. Again, I think those things you do leading up to bed are going to be more important than like the things that you do in bed. Um, also the, the the blue light in, in your bed, right? Um, sitting on your phone, like that's going to be a, a no bueno there. Uh, so we want to make sure that we don't um, do that either. We just want to try to prioritize sleep as often as we can. And again, this likely means saying no to another episode on Netflix at 12 a.m. or playing another round of video games at, at 12 a.m. Number four, another reason why you struggle to change your body in your thirties and forties, you're training like you did in your teens and twenties, right? Insufficient sleep and high stress hinder training, like we talked about affecting performance and recovery. So again, it's, you're not going to be able to put in as many high quality sessions. If those things are off, you're not going to be able to train as often. And when you do train, your injury risk could be a little bit higher, right? And like your motivation might be lower if those things are off. And then also like your uh, ability to focus in those sessions goes down a little bit too, which is going to lead to lower training quality as well as increased injury risk. And AKA you can't train like you did in your 20s, right? Like your body, when we're younger, our body's definitely more, its ability to bounce back from things like that, or it does a much better job of that. Now, again, in your thirties and forties, it's not like your body's not adaptable. It's not like it's this fragile body, but it it definitely is a little bit slower. And again, with all the extra stressors you have, like you need to be careful there um, with it. So we want to make sure we train smart, right? Instead of pushing yourself to extreme seven times per week, multiple times per day, prioritize effective training within the time available that you have. Emphasize recovery and focus on overall activity levels outside of formal workouts. So again, this is going to come down to, it's not just, Hey, just train more. Hey, I'm not seeing the results I want. Okay. Hey, add on more days, add on more workouts. That's your problem that do more volume. No, it's, you probably need to make sure that you're taking more care and prioritizing more things outside of the gym versus in the gym. Right. And And then when you do go and train, now you're able to really put time put time into staying focused and really pushing your training, right? Again, it's becoming smarter with your training, right? What you did in your teens and twenties isn't going to work for you where you're at right now, doing less overall work might be where you're at. Again, that's less than what you did previously in another point in your life, but you're at a different point in your life. You can't expect to do what you did 10, 15 years ago and do it now with the same success, right? I think that's where a lot of people get themselves into trouble with training and nutrition is they fall back on things that work for them at one point in time. And then they think that's what's always going to work. And that's not always the case, right? Things change and whatnot. And then, so my last one's going to be trying to be the body weight you were when you were 23 or insert any age, right? This just leads to unsustainable strategies and usually risk muscle loss, which is vitally important as you age, right? We don't want to lose muscle. So focus more on losing body fat and building muscle versus trying to be a body weight you were 15 years ago. And you probably still weren't happy with your look at that body weight then either. It's just. We always look back on pictures like, oh, I look way better then. What was I doing then? That's what I need to be um, at this point. So stop trying to be a certain body weight, especially one that you were when you were younger. It's just going to, again, lead to these unsustainable strategies and also just it's going to increase muscle loss, risk of muscle loss. So you know, focus more on, again, you can track your body weight, but focus less on that and focus more on like performance, how you're feeling. These are going to be key things to focus on during this period of time. Again, I think this, and this is why with clients, I really focus on how are you feeling, right? Tracking your biofeedback, right? Are you sleeping well? How do you feel from day to day? How do you feel like, from a motivation standpoint, how do you feel about just like the plan that we're on? Is it working? Does it feel like it's sustainable for you? Again, knowing that there's going to be some sacrifices that need to be made, but again, really checking in on you to see how you're feeling is that super important, but then also performance, right? Making sure that whatever we are doing training wise, we're focused on that performance. And then that's in a good spot, right? Versus, okay, I'm trying to lose body fat. So let's just push you to the ground here. Let's try to uh, get your heart rate up as high as we can. Let's train as many days as we can. Let's get that your calories as low as possible that you can stick with. And let's just see that weight come off um, as quickly as we can and get you down to that goal weight that you had when you started. And that was the weight you were when you're 23, right? It has to be, you can't be that anymore. You have to focus on how you're feeling and you have to find different strategies now that you're a little bit older and you have a lot more responsibility. So Hopefully that was helpful. If you guys have any questions on this topic, let me know. Early in my 30s now, so I'm able to. I still have a lot of time in my 30s left, but I do feel like seeing people around my age, what's going on, uh, maybe a few years older, and just working with clients. These are things that I've come up with here on this. So If you have any questions on it, let me know, and I'll chat with you guys next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeff91 underscore or visit jhealth.net. See you next time.